Hey, this is the Jazz Violin Podcast, episode 32, and today I'm chatting to Adam Baldich. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so via Patreon. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Matt Holborn. There is also a place that you can get involved in my new jazz violin practice club. We are practicing together every week and practicing different techniques and concepts that are great for learning to play jazz violin. We look at different scale exercises and some jazz standard repertoire and just loads of different things. It's real good fun. So if you want to get involved, please check out the links in the information wherever you're listening to your podcast or go to my Patreon. I'm not going to talk too much about that. I'm going to talk more about my guest, Adam Baldich. Now, he is an amazing Polish jazz violinist. He's an amazing force for good in the modern jazz world or the European modern jazz world. He's played with so many different people, toured all over the world, and is a wonderful musician and a wonderful person. So I really hope you enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Nice that we both decided to uh, dress in exactly the same manner today. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it's a good start. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, thanks so much for, for doing this, man. It's, uh, it's uh, really nice to chat to you. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it'd be, I'd be just interested to hear your sort of story about how you first got into playing the violin and then maybe a little bit about how you first started playing jazz on the violin, but... Yeah. Start from the beginning, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, the story is, uh, is is quite simple, uh, but it's uh, very much connected to the place where I was uh, uh, coming from. Yeah. Um, it's a city on in the western part of of Poland, which has a very good uh, history uh, with jazz because there's a jazz club working for 35 years already, uh, which has a very nice tradition. So when I was uh, a kid and I started playing violin in when I was nine. Uh, of course, it was the classical music. Then I turned uh, also into folk music, which uh, I played with with the, with, the, with one band from from my city. Uh, from uh, it was a music from different regions in Poland. Okay. So folk was the first uh, moment where I kind of improvised because many movement of of this of this music is based on improvisation. Yeah. Uh, so I felt like okay, uh, I am kind of getting to the point where I can express myself more than just playing and interpreting the music that is written, and that was a very nice uh, experience for me. So then I got to this jazz club for uh, for kind of classes for young people. Uh, which they make there for many years now 
And I heard first jazz musician playing on saxophone or piano. Uh, and it was just uh, unbelievable to see that the music is really happening there and and this act of creation that was something that I was really looking for. And also this uh, word jazz, that was something really underground. And for me, it was uh, actually thing that I was really uh, hoping to find. So I really tried to improvise before, even in the classical music. Uh, my teachers, uh, the piano players, never wanted to play with me because some part of Bach, I was always improvising. So they <laughs> never knew what would happen in the meantime. So I kind of uh, really felt that this music was just waiting for me. Oh, well, yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't know that um, Polish folk music had a had some amount of improv involved in it. It has, it has. You have a melody which and, and the rhythm very specific in different regions. And then um, different instruments can play improvisation based on this melody. So uh, so it's kind of, I remember this, this meetings with, with, with people playing in the band. We try to, to get the flavor of the music and then the melodies because melodies are also sung by uh, people singing the words uh, and the stories. Uh, so we knew that, but everything else we were just improvising. So that was a very cool experience. That is interesting. I wonder if that has a, you know, that because there, there does seem to be a big um, tradition now of Polish jazz violinists. And I wonder if that is because of the you know, the, the fact that the Polish folk music has that improv in it. Because, you know, I see in the UK, there's no, there's no improv involved in our folk music. So mm. it doesn't feel like a natural progression or anything like that. But in America, for example, there's a, you know, if you listen to bluegrass, I guess, there's yeah. lots of improv in that as well. Or, you know, even, I mean, I don't know about old time, but, you know, the bluegrass, people get into it via there. So that's, in, that's very interesting. <clears throat> and what sort of... Just to to stick with that folk thing, actually, what's what's um, what was the region of um, Poland that the that you played the folk music from? Where was? Uh, so we played the music from different regions because the region that I am coming from is uh, is a city which was it's nice story as well because uh, it used to be uh, part of Germany before Second World War. So after Second World War, the uh, the borders were moved. Uh, yeah, yeah. to the west part. So this uh, particular city uh, became an empty place which mm. uh, was filled with the people from so many regions. Yeah. So it, it was already a place where you can find people representing different cultures, different, uh, different folk from, from the past. So I remember I was raised with people who were... Um, um, telling me stories from their grand grandparents uh, from totally different uh, parts of Poland, and, uh. and it was very interesting to to be raised in that place. So, so uh, I was uh, playing in a band who played uh, music from Krakow regions, from the mountains on the south, yeah. uh, also um, a place called Kurpie, which is also has very interesting. Uh, folk music on the north uh, east part of Poland, and also my my uh, family grandparents are coming from uh, regions called Polesia, which has also very particular um, folk music. And even one of of the songs that I composed for 
for my album. It's called Polesia and it's, uh, it's my tribute to this place. Uh, I never been there actually because it's now uh, now it's a region region that it's part of of Belarus. Ah, okay. Uh, but I was reading a lot of uh, stories about this place and and descriptions of the people who heard the music from there is actually fitting so much to my music that I uh, it was uh, great to to understand that that the folk music. And the tradition is so much in your blood mm. that sometimes it's coming out even if you are not raised in the place. But yeah. it's, uh, you know, after many, many years, you can you can explore that, you can find it out. And that was my story with, with the folk. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, I actually have a... <clears throat> my grandfather is Polish. Oh, really? Yeah. And where? So we're sort of near actually what is now... Uh-huh. And it's in the same thing as in the same vein as your uh-huh. family story, whereas now uh, it's the Ukraine. So, okay, um, near Lviv. Okay, um, yeah, many people, many people were moved from there to West Part, and they also moved to other countries. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. So now you're making me think. Maybe I need to get into the get into Polish folk music. I haven't exactly. Haven't. Maybe you got it in your blood. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my grandfather used to sing all the songs, especially when, like, because when my grandfather, he had, you know, he had some issues with, um, like, just as he was getting, because he, he, he went to the point that he was very old. He was like 100 years old. Oh, wow. And he, uh, you know, when he, he had some dementia, but he would just always sing, like, if in, in, in parties, he would just start singing, you know. It was just yeah. lovely. Wonderful, because yeah. this is uh, something so much natural that at some point, Maybe you cannot say what you feel, but you can sing it. Exactly. So this is yeah. this is the power of music. Yeah, yeah, the last thing to go, eh? Yeah. yeah. So um, you, you, so we got to the point where you're you're quite young and you're playing folk music, and then you you find music, you find jazz. Uh, you go to you go to the, this club. Mm-hmm. What was it? You know, what what was your next step into um, into playing? How did you? Uh, the, the next step, very important step, was actually uh, energy that I found in myself to to try to get on stage in that club with anybody that it's possible. So I was just uh, always be there every time anybody was playing from Poland or from abroad and just trying to get on stage even for one piece after their concert or sometimes in uh, in between the songs. Uh, so I was luckily to be presented as a, you know, uh, a, a child prodigy who is, yeah. you know, uh, playing jazz in a very early uh, age. And that was something that made that people uh, willing to get me on the stage. But for me, it was really a, a way to, to learn this music better than in any school because you just got there. You couldn't uh, rehearse anything. You just need to listen, you need to play, and you need to catch this moment. So I remember that was uh, the way I, I met like Billy Cobham, with whom I now just play uh, several concerts and will play in the, in, the, in the next month. So that was a nice story to start it over there, just playing one song and then uh, being um, um, asked to play with him uh, in the future again. So... So many, many great artists were actually playing in this jazz club. And this is how I uh, learned this music. I um, realized that not only playing, but also composing is something that 
gives me an opportunity to say something in music. So I started uh, writing my own music. And in a natural way, I just bring some people from my city together to make first band. And we started playing a little bit covers, a little bit original music. And then step by step, I uh, started um, creating new projects and, and, and developing my, my own language. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, getting yourself out there when you were younger made a big difference to even just where you are now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's uh, sometimes it's good to you know to be uh, in uh, to be raised in small city with um, you know being surrounded but by, by people who has you know big dreams and need to fight for it because it's not easy. So for me, uh, being there but being surrounded by people who are so much supporting it was a really great start which I now can feel that uh, had a big impact for my personality and for my energy to, you know, to really try to get myself something, somewhere with my music. Uh, I think it's very important not only to play, but also to, to really fight for your dreams. Yeah, that's amazing. So is that, because that sounds like, you know, there's probably quite a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are young musicians who are, you know, trying to get into playing and maybe doing the sort of thing that, that yeah. you're, you're talking about, you know, getting up and playing with different musicians who they've, who they, who they might be a bit scared to play with at first, but it, but, you know, it really does seem like that, that's a very positive thing to do, you know? Definitely. I was still student when I emailed at a, a huge, uh, uh, my personal star of 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 keyboards, Jim Beard, who used to play with the uh, Brecker Brothers, Pat Metheny, yeah. and and he produced lots of great albums. And he in himself is a great piano player, and 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 his music was huge inspiration for me. Mm. So I remember I I just felt like I need to play with this guy. So I just emailed him, and he answered like, yeah, let's let's do this tour. And and then I really worked hard to make tour in Poland to to find a, a, exactly the keyboards that he needs to to make this music sounds yeah. like like I really loved from the album so so we did it it was a bunch of work but you know going there to the airport with my car and just getting him from there and then going on a stage that was something incredible for a student and then we did a workshops for other students and I was actually doing this workshop with him for for my friends and for my yeah. teachers, that was something yeah. totally crazy. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, but you know, it all came, and and you need to to remember that was uh, it was it were it was still at times where internet wasn't that big like now, so people uh, didn't catch themselves so easy. So it was a really. Uh, um, for, from myself, uh, a huge, you know, urge to, to really meet this, pe- this, this person and to, to, to play with him to, to do that. But actually it happened and I realized that, that the world is really small and now it's even smaller. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, the world is very small. You're 100% right. <laughs> um, okay, so you, 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 were, you traveled to America at some point, right? I was there a few times because my two sisters lives there and I got scholarship and I also have a few friends in New York. So I just wanted to 
go there after my study in Katowice in Poland to Katowice. yeah to try out what's happening there in in New York and play with those people. Mm -hmm. It was really cool experience for me as well because uh, you just listen to great music every day and you don't sleep and you just hang out and you just you know want to do everything there and play with everybody and and to meet people and to make a contact it's just so easy. I every day met uh, really great uh, music personalities. And I also had um, a great uh, chances to go on stage with a big stars and then with the bass player who just, you know, started playing and like how to connect <laughs> them to make music. I, I learned a lot how to listen to people and how to really think about the music first, not about yourself, but really how to connect this to to make that works. So I learned that all in, in New York. And, and with this experience, I came back to, to Europe. And, uh, and I also uh, realized how much my European roots are important to me and my Polish roots, because being surrounded by people representing so many cultures, you also realize that something that you have is also very important to, to be different. And, and people are uh, looking for this differences which makes that world so much colorful and uh, this is something that i also learned there yeah mm, seems like you have always wanted to do something new is that right yes definitely i think i learned that from miles uh when i read uh, his book uh, uh his uh, autobiography and i also listened to his music I was uh, always impressed that he never tried to stay in one place, even when this place was so successful. He just did something and was always looking to something new. And uh, and I know mainly artists who are uh, creating their style and then just doing these things for many, many years. I always try to find my own style in playing, but to try to put it into different worlds and to see how my personality can work in different musical, music genres and styles and and this different instrumentations. And just, I just love to be uh, out from the, you know, sphere uh, that is just, uh, you know, known for me. I want to go somewhere uh, I can learn new and I can f explore something new. So I love that. This is what brings the best for me. Yeah. When yeah. I feel that I really need to fight for something, this is something I always need. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great, man. Um, so you, the, your composition, what if you, you're composing, sorry, uh, like what's your process for writing music? It's a uh, different ways of, 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 of doing it every time uh, because sometimes I use my violin for composing, especially right now when I have my Renaissance violin, which is a great instrument, ah, which, right. which, which gives you really a sound of almost like a guitar or something. All right. uh, this is something that, that it's totally enough to just, you know, compose music on it. Uh, so sometimes I start with, with the violin and then I uh, arrange the, the other instruments. Sometimes I uh, sit down with the piano and I compose on piano and then I just put 
other stuff. Sometimes I just go to walk and I just, you know, compose in my head and then I need to sit down and write. But I, I, I am a kind of person who wait for, for a moment where I feel so much inspired and so much filled with, with the music that I can sit down and compose whole music in a few days for a new album. This is, this is the way I, I doing it. Of course, when I compose for orchestra, it takes much more time because it's a, a long process and I love to do it. I am doing it right now yeah. uh, as well. Uh, but when it goes to my quartet, quintet, usually I just sit down and I just spend two, three days almost all possible time and just write songs try trying not to arrange but to let myself compose things so i do uh, as uh, everything that it's needed to kind of get the picture of the composition and then i just leave it i go to the next one to the next one to the next one and then i get back because i don't want to lose this creative process you know just being stuck with with arranging this is something that takes a lot of attention and 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 uh, creativity so i try to to leave it for later but first of all just takes out ideas don't judge them just leave it in the computer just leave it somewhere write it down and then get back to it and uh, to it and 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 see if this is something that satisfies me if this is something i want to work uh, more or I want to leave it. I have hundreds of compositions that I never played and it just waits for something or I will never use it. But, but sometimes I need to spend day and compose 20 pieces to actually get to the mood which, which, which uh, will make a good ones uh, after some time. Mm, yeah, that makes so a lot of sense. Process, yeah. yeah, okay, cool. So it would be interesting to know when you were just to do a little bit of a backtrack um to be interesting to know sort of who who your violin heroes were when you were first sort of getting into this whole thing when you were first trying to trying to play the first one i i was listening to was uh, uh stefan grappelli uh-huh. and of course this is a, a great tradition of uh, jazz violin which still i listen from time to time I must say that he's one of, of just few violins I can really listen to because uh, I never tried to listen too much of the other violinists because I was uh, so much uh, in need of creating my own sound. I didn't want to repeat anyone, so I just checked it out and, and left it. But at the beginning, of course, you want to follow someone, you want to learn. So Stefan Grappelli was definitely the one I, I really uh, tried to understand and, and explore. Yeah. Uh, Didier Lockwood uh, is the other one uh, that I really, truly loved. Yeah. Uh, Michael Orbaniak from Poland yeah. uh, because of his totally different sound than the others. So I really loved his playing a lot. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and I would say those three were the most important ones. And there's also Zbigniew Seifert, who I very much uh, admire, but but I never listened to him too much because uh, I felt that he has very original sound, particular, which uh, 
which is uh, of course great, but I didn't found uh, uh, that much inspiration in this. But but I know his music and I I know he's great and I I love his stuff. I also dedicated one song to the memory yeah. of him because because he really did a great great yeah. stuff. So those those violins were definitely my 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 most uh, inspiring ones. Yeah, it seems it seems like because the violin is such a you, there's it's such a uh, well you just don't get many violins in jazz mm -hmm. in a lot of That's ways, right. especially in the in the sort of early days of jazz or whatever. And I think like a lot of people have said on here, and it's something that rings true to me as well for when I was first getting into things, mm -hmm. is that. You know, when you like trying to focus too hard on one of these violinists or any of these violinists, you're you're going to be listening to their interpretation of jazz in a way, and it, it's not the same as going back and studying like Coltrane, because mm -hmm. you know if you listen to Seifert, you hear like loads of Coltrane. It's yeah, like it's, right. a, it's amazing, but it feels like you as a violinist, you want to do that work with Coltrane yourself and find your own interpretation of, of that and move it along. Yeah, Definitely. It's, it's an issue that a lot of other instruments don't have. It's, I think it's a very violin. It's a vi That's it's, right, because this instrument is very, very particular. And, and because lots of us are also classical trained, we need to find our way how to use this instrument to make it sound uh, jazzy or yourself or whatever you want to get out from it. It's, uh, it's very important not to try to follow anybody too much, it's, mm. uh, but to really, it's a, it's, a, it's a long process, but it's very important to get it from inside to find a very natural way. Then you can use your talent the most because it will be just a natural way of, 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 of using your uh, sound, natural sound that you have uh, in this instrument. So, so I think uh, it was also my way to do it, not mm. to listen and not to follow too much. Even if I really loved someone's, I just needed to leave it and find my way how to do it. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And I, I think it can be quite difficult to do that if you love someone's playing so much. <laughs> you, it can be you sort of a lot it's very hard to not just go like oh i want to do exactly that and yeah. study it really hard but yes yes yeah, it's, it's interesting you know i don't think anyone's ever said it like that on here so that's that's a nice it's nice to hear yeah. that um i think it's uh it's it's a good point so what is um how just interesting to hear how you dealt with the global pandemic when it when it first arrived um how was that for you uh, I use this time uh, to to, to uh, for stuff I really needed. First of all, I was expecting my first son to be born, so uh, so me and my wife we just uh, spend this time together, and yeah. it was very important because before I was quite busy, so I was still kind of expecting myself slowing a little bit down so when it all appeared i kind of felt like okay but i was still going to stay home <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so nothing really uh, changed for me and first thing we did with my wife 
uh, we felt like we don't want to uh, act like scared people, like people we we saw around. So we did this project called Gramy w Domu, which in translation means we play at home. Um, we wanted to uh, give a, a chance for people to to do the concert they left, they uh, lose uh, at home, and we uh, provide a good um, environment for uh, streaming from for promotion, not only in the internet uh, but also in the uh, jazz radios here in Poland. And we also connected that with the foundation who raised a money for those people. So we tried to uh, support people who had um, who lost their uh, their concerts, and the most important was uh, to kind of show that we don't want to be scared, but we want to use this to, to just do it do it a little bit other way, yeah. and also to to show that people who are daily listening to our music now in this moment can show their support for the artists, which was very meaningful for them as well. And I think we kind of connected people in this way. And that was very important message that we tried to to send both to audience, but also to, to the artists that we are kind of dependent, uh, but also to realize that artists are bringing so much light and color and, and happiness and everything, inspiration to people's life. Uh, but uh, we exist because of because people's of support. So, so that was important in this particular moment to show this support, and they really did it. So we're really happy to to realize that that this is uh, happening. And I was also using this time just for composing new music to sit down and maybe think what I want to do. Because when you are just traveling, playing, composing, playing, and doing hundreds of things. You don't have time to to think what should be next, and I had this time, and I I think I used that, and it was also great to experience slow life. Yeah. I think it never I will never try to get back to this rush that I have before, yeah. <laughs> or or at least uh, in next few years I I really wanted want to uh, use a little bit more time to myself because. Uh, but I am happy from what happened last year. It was a great time, but it's good sometimes to be stopped by some forces because yeah. maybe you can learn something. And I can hear from many artists that they learned that that lesson as well, and they found uh, really uh, great, you know, uh, inspirations and experience in just, you know, uh, having a little bit of time for themselves. So I think in this very fast world it's good to to realize that so it was a good experience for me that's cool that's great and it's a very interesting yeah the the we now have you're saying about this relationship between the audience and the musician it is suddenly you're like wow that is a real thing like we yeah. really do need each other yes just as much as you know eat both just as much it's sort of it's important to, you know definitely, you, don't think, definitely. you don't think about that until the audience till you can't play or whatever until there's no one. Nobody there. would ever think that uh, that the whole world will just stop yeah. for a few months, like no concerts, no meetings with people, uh, with the artists, artists with the people. 
you know. So I was complaining for hotels and so much last months, you know, uh, when I was touring. Uh, after everything was dead, I said like, no more complaining for tours, <laughs> for trains, for airplanes, for yeah. waking up early. I just love to do it. And yeah. I want to get back to it. And uh, and so so it's it's sometimes it's good to experience that to realize how much we love to do it. Of course, yeah. you can be tired of it, but at the end of the day, you are just grateful that you can go there. And it's not about the money and success. It's about sharing something important through music. This is yeah. what we need to do, and we are just. Uh, we just it's like breathing. So I was really missing that to just go and share my personal world with people through my music. This is what I was really missing a lot. And now it's good back. I hope the situation will just get better. Let's see what happened, but uh, for now it's okay. And and I hope we'll just, you know, fight this COVID and everything yeah. okay in yeah. the future. Yeah, it did. It does. It did show up a lot. I think people, you know, people who had like maybe a regular nine to five job were quite, they were, a lot of the time just they were like oh well we'd like to go outside if we could and see everybody but we're quite happy to like have some holiday and maybe get yeah. paid for their holiday <laughs> everyone sort of enjoyed it there's a double-edged sword for us we're sort of like that but there's still that point of us that's like ah we've got to go play you know and that's, yeah. that's part of me and it's very interesting to to uh, yeah at that point to see the difference between yeah. you know people's jobs you know we're you know we're lucky we're lucky to have this job that's, yes. that's um so fulfilling but anyway um so what are you looking at what are you working on at the moment then yep so uh September 25th, uh, there will be a premiere of the new album that I was just uh, recorded this year with uh, with a very nice uh, new trio with a cellist from France, Vincent Courtois, and Dutch uh, pianist Rocky Telderman. It's a music, uh, original music we uh, composed for this trio, which is kind of blend of classical, jazz, uh, sometimes a little bit free jazz even uh, music and a very nice chamber sound so it's coming out on act music uh, September 25th so I kind of work on preparing promotion and and just to share this music wherever I can and support label and and prepare the trio for uh, for touring uh, and in the meantime, I am composing new piece for uh, improvising a violin and string orchestra, which was um, which will be recorded um, in November. Still working on my uh, new compositions for my quartet. Uh, so this is something that I still want to do. It's uh, uh, something that uh, is just um, started happening with my last album, Sacrum Profanum, and this quartet is developing. It's a Polish quartet, which uh, I uh, started two years ago, and it's de developing its language, so I want to continue this. And, uh, yeah, and I keep practicing and, and, uh, and trying to uh, explore new sounds, listen to new music. I was listening a lot of uh, classical music uh, last days and a little bit of 
old school jazz as well. So getting back to sounds that I haven't heard for some time already. So I think I'm in the moment where uh, I am trying to get with new energy into into this place where you can connect classical music and jazz. This is something that is really important to me at the moment mm. because uh, the contemporary sounds is something that inspires me a lot. And I think violin is just perfect instrument for uh, for finding new colors. Yeah. And this is something I want to bring into jazz because I have a feeling that violin is for many, many years... Uh, played in kind of same way even if you felt that they are different it was mostly playing you know scales arc on the harmony it's uh for me it's not enough this instrument can bring so much new colors and new perspective and i can feel that uh, that young violinists are more and more getting into that and i am someone who wants to just you know go with the flow with this thing so i just try to explore and experiment as much as possible that sounds great so yeah what what sort of thing more specifically would you be practicing at the moment i would say um because i'm um also being asked to be a solist uh, for a uh, composition of contemporary classical uh, uh, composers ah. i will be a solist uh, this month uh, on the festival, very important uh, contemporary music festival, Warsaw Autumn. And there will be a premiere composition by one of Polish composer. And she wrote music for uh, strings and improvising instruments. So I will just improvise, cool. but using a language coming from her world, which is totally crazy, you know, contemporary sounds. Yeah. So no scales, no arco. It's just everything in the <laughs> same time, you know? <laughs> so this is something I really love to do. But then I kind of filter it through myself and just bring a little bit pieces and I take it to my world. And and then I try to get that spices in my own music to, to, to make it sound very uh, my way. So, yeah. so, so, I, so, so preparing for a concert like this, I am just listening to lots of contemporary music and I try to improvise with these sounds. Mm. This is what I do. And I try to find my way of using these sounds in improvisation. Yeah. So that needs uh, uh, quite, you know, lots of good shape and technique and stuff like this. Even if you want to use less, you need to have more, you know, yeah. to just have, have it always with you. So when you have a young son, it's not that easy because he just wakes up, you know, very early and in the middle of the night. So you are quite tired every time, yeah. all the time. Yeah. So I try to find my way how to how to do that, and it's a very special time. Yeah. Are you uh, are you good at practicing? Do you find that uh, you can focus easily? Can you just turn it on, psh, focus? Yes, this is what I learned. Because I always practice this time, even when, when I play just a simple scales, I try to be very artistic, very focused. So, so now, uh, before I even started playing, I try to imagine sound I want to create before I play first note. So imagining sound makes myself being focused. If I just mm -hmm. take a violin and I don't imagine the sound, I don't focus. Focus, focus means to imagine something. And then when you imagine this sound, 
you take instrument and you try to find a way how to make the sound exist. So this is this is something what I would say focus in my own way. That's great. I like that. That sounds that's a very interesting concept, and that seems and it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense indeed. Um, I think that we can wrap this up because this has been a really nice interview. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much for inviting me. It was nice to talk to you, and I hope uh, I would say that uh, Alan Holsworth way. I don't think there's not uh, there was anything uh, interesting, but if you like it, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually uh, one of my heroes as well, and oh yeah, I, I can't uh, you know just forget how shy this person was. Like he just uh, created a totally different world for guitar playing. And then this guy was uh, starting his uh, video lesson on a guitar saying, I'm not sure if there's anything that will <laughs> you, but I want to share something. I developed. It was just crazy stuff. That's so funny. Yeah, His, Bill Evans was quite like that, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Bill Evans, I've, I, when, I've, when I've looked into Bill Evans, he's, he was very self-deprecating. He was like, oh, no, I'm no good. And then he'd play and everyone's like, whoa. Yeah. But he would act like someone who couldn't play, you know. It's, wow. uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny how there's uh, so many different personalities in music. And I think it can be quite difficult for people who, who do feel like that. There's a lot of people who, because I see you um, just chatting to you now, you, you, you must have always had that confidence of like, yes. hey, I, I can do this, which is a really great, a really great, thing to have the idea of you hear something and you go yeah i'll be able to do that i, I can do that sometimes, I'm just gonna work so, on it. sometimes i am losing it but i try to always work on myself because you know being a musician is not only playing but it's so much thinking and so much you know uh just uh putting your soul in the right place and your mind in the right place to be prepared for playing music. Mm. Uh, so uh, sometimes I'm also losing that, but, but, but I would say I am a person who has that confidence and this is what helps me. But I know people who doesn't have that and they are great Still artists great. And, and, yeah. and they are doing great things. So we are yep. just different. And yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So let's find our own way to, to get to the same place. Yeah, exactly. That's it, man. Nice to chat to you, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Greetings yeah. from Warsaw. And yeah, all the best to, yeah. your, to your stuff and hope to meet somewhere there in UK yeah. maybe in the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you're coming, let me know. Okay, and if I'm sure. going to Poland. I was actually going to come to Poland for, for Christmas this year. Which is, uh, so, but I don't think that's happening anymore. I was really looking forward to it. We're going to do the full twelve courses and on all that. But okay, I'm not. It'll be next year. Yeah, next year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, man. Okay. Good bye evening. bye. Thank bye. you. Hey. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Jazz Violin Podcast. You've been listening to me, Matt Holborn, and my guest Adam Baldish. Again, I always worry about saying his name correctly. Even though I have Polish ancestry and Polish roots, I, I don't speak Polish and well, it's a really difficult language to learn. It's a really difficult language to just pronounce if you haven't practiced loads. But, uh, you know, here we go. I'm rambling again. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can do so on Patreon 
And as I said earlier, if you want to get involved in my jazz violin practice club, you want to see what that's all about, check out the links here or go to the Patreon as well because you can support it from there and get involved from there as well. So yeah, thanks very much and I'll speak to you again soon. Goodbye.